Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. We are a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America. If you'd like to find out more information about the church, you can visit our website. That information will be available to you at the end of this devotional. Additionally, I write on my own website. I, I do occasional writings of articles, uh, not as many as I'd like, um, but be that as it may, I do post them there as well as a daily prayer, typically every day of the week. Sometimes I miss a day or two. And of course, this devotional is also posted there. You can get the link to that website either in the notes below the video or in the information that will be posted at the end of this devotional. Today is Tuesday, January 24th, uh, 2000. I'm sorry, January 23rd, 2024. And this is edition number uh, 27. We're in Deuteronomy chapter 27. Let's pray first and then we'll consider just very briefly the main principles that, is, that comes out of this chapter. Father, as we look at your word and we consider its implications for our Christian life, we ask that you would guide and direct us now. That you would help us by the eternal spirit that we would learn and understand your mind, your will for us, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Deuteronomy 27 turns the corner now. It's basically the beginning, as, as one commentator notes, it's the beginning of Moses' third speech, and we start dealing with various blesses, blessings and curses that come, the curses that come from Mount Ebal, and then later, uh, the curses that come from Mount Gerizim. Now, here in this 27th chapter, I think the basic principle that we can understand is that there are consequences to our behavior. And we don't live in a world, frankly, that likes to accept that fact. We live in a world now in which people want to be able to do whatever they want to do, regardless of whether it's right or wrong. And again, that's even debated these days. But they want to do what they want to do, and they don't want to be held accountable, or they don't want to suffer the consequences, uh, consequences of it. Too many times we see this in the news, where people are caught red-handed, breaking the law, They're doing, they've done things they should not do, and... Of course, instead of taking responsibility, as a grown individual might do, uh, they blame other people, they call it racism, they call it a host of other things, they seek to, to sidestep the problem instead of just dealing with the problem directly. Uh, so they'll either flat out lie about their behavior or they'll just blame shift and use other people as, the, uh, as, the, uh, as their excuse for why they have done what they have done. Well, the God of heaven has no tolerance for any of this kind of nonsense. Uh, he is omniscient. He sees all things. He is aware of all things. He not only knows the behavior of his people, but he knows their motives and intentions of their heart. And so there's no conning the God of heaven. You may fake out other people. You might come up with some crazy-eyed, weird excuse for why you do what you do and expect somehow to be given a reprieve from it. But God does not operate that way. Uh, at all. And these curses that come from this chapter in Deuteronomy 27 highlight the fact that God does take obedience to his laws very seriously. Let's just read the first eight verses. Uh, Deuteronomy 27, beginning with verse 1. Now Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep the whole commandment that I command you today, and on the day you cross over the Jordan to the land that, your Lord, that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall set up large stones and plaster them with plaster. And you shall write on them all the words of this law when you cross over to enter the land that the Lord your God is giving you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord the God of your fathers has promised you. 
And when you have crossed over the Jordan, you shall set up these stones concerning which I command you today on Mount Ebal, and you shall plaster them with plaster. And there you shall build an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones. You shall wield no iron tool on them. You shall build an altar to the Lord your God of uncut stones, and you shall offer burnt offerings on it to the Lord your God. And you shall sacrifice peace offerings and shall eat there. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, and you shall write on the stones all the words of this law very plainly. Now, from there, Moses moves in, verse 9, and says, Then Moses and all of the Levitical priests said to all of Israel, Keep silence and hear, O Israel. This day you have become the people of the Lord your God. You shall therefore obey the voice of the Lord your God, keeping his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. Now, one thing we know from verse 9, of course, is that the visible church is being pictured here, right? We note that, of course, uh, in verse 9. This day you have become the people of the Lord your God. It is right for me to say to the people of God on the Lord's day in worship, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord, God your Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not making a declarative statement about anyone's eternal states. I am speaking, however, to the visible gathering of God's people. And this is what Moses and the Levitical priests are doing here. And there's an expectation, of course, that these people who have been called by the Lord, um, called out by the Lord in union and communion with his visible church, ought to behave in a certain way. And so we begin these curses that are given from nine, verse, uh, verse, uh, verse 11 all the way through the end of the chapter. Uh, these things that will happen if the people of God do not obey. Now, this is given, this, in, these instructions are given on Mount Ebal. Let me just read from a commentary about this mountain. It, this is put over against Mount Gerizim. Uh, Mount Gerizim is the blessings. Mount Ebal is the curses. And so I read here, quoting, Mount Ebal is on the north side of Shechem, this ceremony occurs on the mountain of curse to show that the law functions as a witness against Israel because of its inevitable sin. Now, Shechem is important because it was at Shechem when the first blessing or the first uh, promise uh, of the land would come to the people. Uh, again, quoting from one commentator, Moses looks ahead to a covenant ceremony upon arrival in the land. Significantly, this ceremony is conducted at Shechem the place where God first made the promise of land to Abram in Genesis chapter 12. So this has huge significance as the people look around. They know their history. They know the story. And they, in their mind's eye, they can hear this promise of the God of heaven to their father, Abraham. But in this exhortation, first is the bad news. It's the warnings against disobedience. That is to say that if the people of God fail to keep the law, as they've promised to do as part of the visible church, then they will indeed suffer the consequences that come from it. Just some of them, ones that are mentioned here, just uh, verse 16, Cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Now, of course, we know that this is the fifth commandment. Cursed be anyone who moves his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say amen. Cursed be anyone who misleads a blind man on the road, and all the people shall say amen. Cursed be anyone who perverts the justice due to the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow, and all the people shall say amen. And this refrain just continues through the rest of the chapter. 
But this cursing will fall upon anyone who violates the terms, the law that God has given to his visible church, his people. And so in much the same way, we ought to expect, even as Christians, that there will be consequences to our sin. Sometimes very great consequences, sometimes very small consequence. God does not treat us as our sins deserve. We know this. But sometimes, uh, due to our sin, God determines to deal with us in a way to get our attention. In Hebrews chapter 12, the discipline of the Lord is not to be despised. It is to be understood as a loving act of God. And so um, God often does bring those kinds of things to bear against his visible church. And, um, but we, might, we must never make the mistake that we can just live as Christians without impute, with with impunity, we we must recognize that uh, we we do um, we do bring upon ourselves a, a certain consequence, a certain response from the God of heaven if we determine to violate the very law that He has given. And so the people are warned here. We know what's going to happen as we go through their history. We're going to we're going to find that they violate much of these things, and um, they turn against the God of heaven and they reject Him. Uh, but it serves as a warning for us that the law of God is important to all those who name the name of Christ. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, and you'll do what I tell you. And why do you call me Lord if you don't do what I say? All of these things are true, and we must never think that just because um, we must never think that just because we're Christians and we're a holy priesthood, a chosen people. A, treasured possession of the God of heaven, that he will not, as it were, spank us or send us into the corner or put a dunce cap on our, hap, our head, whatever the case may be, if we violate his laws. He takes his law very seriously. He is holy, and he expects us to respond to his commands as such. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Wednesday edition, when we consider the blessings of Deuteronomy 28. May the Lord help you today. May you serve him. May you walk with him. May you know and understand his word. And may you strive to do out of gratitude all that he has, all that he has commanded you. God bless.